Hey guys, welcome to the No Season 2 Podcast. I'm George, as always. This is my pal, Megan. Megan, we are almost at the finish line. It's very apropos, because uh, today is the marathon in New it York is. City. So we are almost at the very end. We're at the mile 24 of uh, of the My So-Called Life uh, podcast. Um, uh, we are doing episode 18, weekend, original air date, January 19th, 1995. Before we get to this episode of TV, how are you doing? I'm good. I finally watched the Millie Vanilli documentary. Oh! <laughs> I, I girl, love Millie you Vanilli. Know girl, you know it. And I care they didn't sing it. They performed it, and that's what matters. And I was really like, first of all, it's like a victimless crime. It's not even a crime, really. But what struck me was that people like tried to sue them. Like in the documentary, they show like a teenage boy and his mom suing Millie Vanilli for, I don't know, like emotional distress or something. It's like I needed I needed like follow up on that. Like I needed the documentary <laughs> to find this kid and be like, yeah. are you embarrassed? Because that's embarrassing to like let your mom convince <laughs> you to sue Millie Vanilli as like a teenage boy. Right. That's weird. It is probably one of my favorite things I've watched in the past like five or ten years. I've already seen like three times. Yeah. And the one thing that sticks in my mind that I thoroughly enjoyed was like it's said off camera and it's clearly by a dude who's like he just wanted to, he basically wanted to say shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, cause he's like, it is, it's a reporter who's like, this is one guy who's like, oh, that woman work. was like going off. Like you would have thought that like Millie Vanilli murdered her child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so angry and like, just like, how could you do this? This, how can people <laughs> trust you? And the guy was just like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is your problem? It's like guys who dance, who like dance on stage in like spandex and like blazers. Okay, yeah. like it's not. It's not that serious, lady. No, no, it kind of, it, it, it bummed me out, but it was also like, it was like, I guess, like one of those things were sort of like, <laughs> these dudes were just like, just like poor guys who just like, yeah, that got taken advantage of by Frank yeah, taken Marion, of, who yeah. apparently loved to take advantage of black people. Bunny so, M, anyone. So. <laughs> and then when he tried, when he put out like the real Millie Vanilli, when he threw Robin Fab under the bus and it's like brought out the real Millie Vanilli, two yeah. people weren't even, two people weren't even part of the scam to begin with. So, exactly. now that he threw them under the bus, he ran, him, ran it over a couple of times. Yeah, backed and that up guy and basically, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That one guy ran killed himself, basically. So, and then that one guy, I think it was like Charles Shaw, was that yeah. his name? The rapper? He yeah. was bitter. Yeah. So bitter, bitter, bitter. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember that sort of scandal in downtown Julia Brown, the one thing. Mm-hmm. The thing I didn't see, I, I never saw, I guess this is a footage at the Grammys when people, when they cut to the audience, because <laughs> they knew. Yeah. It's like they were lip syncing. So I was like, oh man, that's. <laughs> I don't That's know. not good. It's like, you can't tell me that now people do not lip sync at the Grammys. I'm sorry. Like, also, like... I told you. I guess, like, back then the Grammys meant something. Maybe. Now, I mean, the Grammys don't mean anything. No, nobody, nobody gives a shit about the Grammys. Take that to the bank academy of recording artists, yeah. I guess. Your Grammy means nothing. Isn't there, isn't there like, an Eminem lyric that's like, you think I give a shit about a Grammy? Yeah. So, like... <laughs> yeah. That was like 20 I mean, years ago. I don't know. I mean, outside of watching the Millie Vanilli documentary, I started reading the Britney Spears memoir. So, Oh, sick. I just have one bone, just one bone to pick with it, as uh, I don't think in the history of time, anybody ever referred to NSYNC as so pimp. Like, 
So pimp. Just it didn't happen. It's just I'm what sorry. she is. Maybe, maybe, maybe because I was a Backstreet Boys fan, I never referred to it. So pimp. I referred to them as in suck. Okay, let's just leave it at that. I, I'm not going to read it, nor am I going to listen to Michelle Williams uh, narrating as much as I love Michelle Williams. <laughs> Michelle Williams fucking rules. But uh, that that clip of her of Michelle Williams, yeah. doing that one part about Justin Timberlake. Oh. I was like, my friends and I would text that to each other now. I was like, push it, push it. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a part where she ta- where Brittany writes about how she had an abortion, but she had it at home. And so she was in the bathroom in like excruciating pain. And Justin thought like the best way to comfort her was to come in and play guitar. And I can't imagine like anything worse than like going through maybe the worst pain of my life. And Justin comes in with a guitar. Like, please, I'd be like, please kill me. Lord, take me now. It's just yeah, like, I can't. I hate Justin. I said it. He's, he, he's had a rough week. It's like, that's like, <laughs> we've had some good weeks out here. A well-deserved rough week after what but he's that's, throughout the years oh man he's his week has been like brutal like uh i just this guy i knew from from comedy he's like he had a good week <laughs> just to like i had the complete opposite of that week i was like man that's it's a bad week my guy it's like you don't leave the house for a few for a few a few months that's fine stay there we don't yeah. want you justin <laughs> Are people going to like stop listening to his music now? They're going to cancel Justin Timberlake? I don't know. They can't cancel Michael Jackson, so I don't think that's just... These are are tough to cancel unless you do something. Well, (laughs) You have to like be really like, you have to Weinstein it and then that's what you get canceled. And even then, it's still it's still even then, up it's for hard. Still, <laughs> Women do one thing, and it's like you're dead to uh, us. Yeah, so. it's just like get out of here, get out of here, bitch. We yeah, hate pretty you. Much, <laughs> pretty much. Oh my god. <laughs> the How was your week? Uh, my week was uh, my week was fine. It was like for this is like the busiest time of the year for uh, bartending in my bar. So the goal is to not drink yourself to sleep every night when mm-hmm. you work and uh, work out and do stuff and. Not waste away. I'm going to Memphis right this weekend to go get some. Speaking of, uh, go, I'm, I'm gonna go to Graceland. Like, <laughs> speaking like, of men, you can't cancel. <laughs> yeah, it's like speaking of like white dudes are stolen from black culture. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may go see the uh, Priscilla movie. Mm. Uh, one of my friends shots my pal Kelsey. Kelsey has seen it three times. It was awesome. Three times. And wow. Three times. As much as I love uh, Elvis content, I think the guy's been dead for like 46 years. Mm. So we're going to be doing that, but nothing to report. Uh, nothing exciting going on in my life. I did get this new mic stand, which kind of wraps. Yeah. It's very it's impressive. Like, a lot more impressive than mine. <laughs> Myself. You know, it's funny. When I was setting it up, I was like, oh, shit. For shiz, for shiz. So pimp. So, Megan, what do you say we get started with episode 18? All right. Do you have any production notes before I get into this? I do. So, this is the... Uh, all right. So, I've got some words in the band word list. And what I mean by that, there's like those words I just... I can't say. Mm-hmm. As, much as, I, as much as I hard as I try to like try to, to pronounce them. What is the word that is like that you would call... Is it penultimate? See, I can't even say it then. Penultimate. Penultimate. Yeah. That's it. So, this mm-hmm. episode 18 is a penultimate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Leave all that <laughs> stuff in. I'll, I'll I'll put a list of band words uh, of, that I'm not allowed to say. 
uh, exclusivity. Hey, I did it right. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah, exclusivity is a tough one. It's like I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't. I can't spell it. Anyway, the penultimate episode of my so-called life is episode eighteen. Weekend, original air date January nineteenth, nineteen ninety-five. It is directed by Todd Holland, who directed one other episode of the series, and this Life of Brian. Mm-hmm. It's also directed by Todd Holland, and it is written by Adam Dewey. This is the first and only episode Adam Dewey wrote. He wrote Adventures in Homeschooling mm-hmm. and A Day in the Life of Martiel Medina. I didn't find a lot of stuff. Those are three. Those are three things that I found in a IMDb about Adam Dewey. But one of the things he did was this episode. Megan, take it away. Okay. As I was writing this, actually, I had uh, Lifetime on last night, and it was like some movie, I think it was called like, You're Not Supposed to Be Here. But <laughs> I I was writing it, and I heard a voice, and I looked up, and it was Brian Krakow in Whoa. this Lifetime movie. And I was like, I got fucking Krakow at like 12, 12 a.m. <laughs> So we open with a Danielle voiceover, which I wasn't really expecting. Um, she's hanging out in Patty's room, eavesdropping on Camille, helping Patty pack for a weekend trip with Graham, Neil, and Neil's girlfriend, Marla. Camille is trying to convince Patty to take a backless dress, which Patty deems too backless. So <laughs> Patty's kind of approved. Um, Patty's stressed because Graham still isn't home and Neil and Marla will be there soon. Camille asks if Graham is with Hallie and Patty tells her to shut up. Patty finally realizes Danielle is in the room and tells her to go downstairs and eat a piece of fruit. Patty is trying to make the most of this weekend because her and Graham hardly ever have any time together. Maybe it's because he spends all of his time with Hallie. Am I right, everyone? Camille is like... Camille is like, I know it would help you to get close, and pulls out a box containing handcuffs. Camille is the 1995 version of a lady in the streets, a freak in the sheets. Patty is like, oh my god, I can't believe you own these. Down in the kitchen, Angela is with Ricky, and Rayanne calls. Angela picks up the phone and is like gross and hands it to Ricky. Rayanne seems annoyed that Angela didn't really talk to her. (laughs) It's like you slept with her sort of boyfriend last week. People don't get over these things quickly. Patty hears Graham, Graham come home and shoves the box with the handcuffs under one of the 500 pillows on her bed. Graham is all dirty because he had to help Hallie with her car. Patty's like, doesn't she have a fiance she can call to help her with this kind of thing? And Graham is like, oh, they broke up. Didn't I tell you? And Patty's like, no, you did not. And Graham is like, I could have sworn that I did. And it's like, I have two episodes that prove you did not tell her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Neil showing up on time saves Graham from having to continue this conversation any further. So Neil shows up with a woman who is not Marla. (laughs) Turns out Neil and Marla broke up, so he decided to bring Cheryl on this little weekend trip. Judging from Patty and Graham's reaction, Cheryl might be the complete opposite of Marla, but how different could they really be if they're both willing to date Neil? In the car, we get the backstory of how the two met, which is apparently the way Neil meets most women, by making them think something flew out of their car, but it's actually a piece of paper with his phone number on it. So a real winner here, ladies. (laughs) Exactly. Oof, exactly. Ricky is helping Angela try on lipsticks while Danielle lingers in the room. In the voiceover, she's excited to be hanging out with her older sister and her cool friend. Angela tells Ricky that if he wanted to hang out with Rayanne, he can, but he says he wants to be here at Angela's. Then she asks if Rayanne asked about her. Patty and Graham are at an inn, and I don't think we get a name for it. If we did, I miss it. Patty's wearing a negligee that Camille loaned her, which is a little weird. I wouldn't borrow lingerie from a friend. Graham is is ready to get it in and is like I love having sex in a different bed better. He was going for it too. You did yeah. you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> 
They start kissing, and when he's licking her jaw, I physically recoiled. It yeah. was really, I was like so turned off. Um, they can hear Neil and Cheryl in the next room, and it kills the mood for Patty, which obviously kills the mood for Graham. It's the next day, and Rand shows up at Angela's house looking for Ricky and the 650 that he owes her, which he apparently already paid. Ricky is in Graham and Patty's room on the phone with Mr. Katinsky, and Rand just gets on the bed with her boots on, which is a very Rand thing to do. And she She's like, oh, I wouldn't mind staying here for a few days. I love sex at a different bed. So Graham and Rayanne are like on the same page, which is really fucking gross. And I can't get over it. She stumbles upon the handcuffs and starts acting annoying and handcuffs herself to the bed. Patty calls Camille to tell her things are going fine. They are not. And that she didn't bring the handcuffs. Could Camille go check on the kids and get the handcuffs from her room because she doesn't want her kids finding them? Too fucking late. Mm -hmm. At breakfast, Patty is trying to plan their day and suggests ice skating. Neil and Graham are like, no. Cheryl seems into it. Graham says he hasn't skated in forever. And Patty says, oh, come on. You're so athletic. We have never seen any athletic side of Graham. So I don't know what she's talking about. They all agree that they'll go ice skating later. Back at the house, Angela finds Rayanne handcuffed to her bed and is like, you don't have the key to your own handcuffs. And Rayanne is like, they aren't mine, dummy. They're your parents. And Angela's like, gross. No, because nobody wants to think about their parents like that. Camille shows up with Sharon and Angela tries to stop her from going into the bedroom. It doesn't work, but Rayanne is pretending to be sick in bed and for some reason Camille believes it or she pretends to believe it and is like whatever and leaves. But Sharon stays. Back at the inn, Graham, Neil, and Cheryl ditch Patty to go look for alcohol in town because there's no booze at this inn for some reason, which is honestly pretty lame. Patty is like, I'll stay and make the reservations for ice skating. Patty ends up spending the rest of her day in the common area reading a book and annoying Warren, the innkeeper. When the three musketeers get back, they might be a little high because Cheryl previously had doobies in her purse, her word. Mm-hmm. They didn't even bring back wine, just Dr. Allen's ginger-flavored brandy. Patty is annoyed at Graham, but incapable of being direct about how much she hates him. At the Chase house, Angela, Ricky, and Sharon are trying to explain the handcuffs to Danielle, and she's like, I don't care. Rayanne asks to speak to Angela alone. Angela is like, I don't care what you have to say about what happened. And Rayanne is like, I just have to pee. Can you get me a bottle? So, typical Rayanne. Yeah. Back at the inn, Patty realizes she brought the handcuffs key with her. Graham sees the key and Patty explains that Camille told her to bring the handcuffs and boy is Graham disappointed that Patty did not bring them. At dinner everyone is not so covertly passing around the bottle of brandy. It's offered to Patty and she says no thank you I'm an adult. I'll follow the rules. Cheryl's like I've never met anyone like you. And Neil says she's too mature for us. And then Patty says you make me sound so stuck up. (laughs) It's crickets. No one one at the table disagrees. She decides to get shit-faced to prove them wrong. So shit-faced, in fact, that she spills some brandy on herself and proceeds to take off her top. And Warren, the innkeeper, is like, I've had enough. Go to your room. And Graham and Neil have to carry Patty out of the restaurant. Back at the house, they still haven't been able to uncover Anne. Sharon suggests that Brian would be able to help for some reason. Like, on what planet would you want Brian involved in this situation? He comes over and we get a voiceover from Danielle basically being like, he brushed past my arm. Swoon. Gross. Brian is basically useless and it's like maybe we can buy another pair from the same manufacturer on Monday. Sharon suggests they go to the pleasure center. Brian says I don't know where that is and Sharon is like I'll show you. (laughs) The only thing going to the pleasure center accomplishes is Sharon runs into Kyle and his friend like around the corner from it. While Kyle goes into the chase house to use the bathroom he walks 
accident on Brian trying to unsuccessfully help Brianne out of the handcuffs. And obviously there's a lot of innuendo happening. I didn't like it. Later that night, Brianne tries to bribe Danielle to bring her some liquor, anything brown. Danielle's like, drinking is bad. My parents think you're a bad influence and a loser. Danielle asks Rayanne why she does the things she does, and Rayanne can't really come up with a good answer. The next morning, Graham and the crew are asked to leave the inn because Warren is no fun. Patty apologizes to everyone and is like, maybe when we get home, the four of us can go out sometime. But it turns out that Neil had dumped Cheryl that morning to get back with Marla. While they're stopped at a gas station, Patty tells Graham that she acted like an idiot, but he should not have left her all day to go with Neil and Cheryl to find booze. And Graham, always the idiot, is like, what did you want me to do? It seemed like it mattered to them. And Patty freaks out and is like, what about what matters to me? And the conversation devolves into him about him staying late to help Holly with her car. Graham doesn't understand what Patty is talking about, so nothing is accomplished. At the chase house, Brian is like, we can just take off the headboard and slip the handcuffs off. Except when he does that, the whole bed falls apart. When they finally get the handcuffs off, Rayan is like, see ya, and tries to leave. Angela stops her and is like, you can't just leave. You always do this. You're like a curse that destroys my life. The phone rings and it's Patty saying she'll be home. They'll be home in 20 minutes. All the kids band together to clean everything up and finish just in time for Patty to walk in on them, all in her bedroom, sitting on her bed. Patty sets the key for the handcuffs on the dresser. Daniel grabs it, hands it to Angela. It gets passed to Rayanne. They put the handcuffs back in the box and under the pillow where they found them. Patty's like, please get out of my room. When everyone is leaving, Angela asks to speak to Rayanne alone and Rayanne is like, I don't want a big discussion or anything. And Angela is like, just give me the key back. I know you have it. With everyone gone, Angela is like, weekend from hell. And Danielle in a voiceover says, this was the best weekend of my life. Upstairs, Patty and Graham find the handcuffs and decide to use them and realize they don't have the key. After Patty's already been handcuffed to the bed. So gross. And that is weekend. Megan, everyone. So the listeners know, and Megan, you know as well, that each episode we watch twice. My process mm-hmm. is I watch the episode and I watch it again, either the same day or a couple of days later with notes. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I have written for you, because we are coming off Betrayal, which is episode 17, which is kind of a banger, mm-hmm. probably one of the best episodes of the season. Was this a good hour of television? Okay, so I think this is a thing that these kind of like hour long shows do where you have a couple of like heavy episodes and then you have like a palate cleanser, not so heavy episode. I thought it was good in the sense that it could have been worse. They could have really botched, really botched it. There were elements that I really liked and there were elements that I did not like. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't care for like the Rayanne, like handcuff, like innuendo stuff with Brian. Even though it's like supposed to be funny, it's just like kind of dumb. I don't know. I don't. I didn't like that either. Yeah. And I thought, I thought I actually liked the adult story more than I liked the teen story, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Even though it was like, <laughs> can these two just like drive off a cliff? It was still like more entertaining to me than the kid's story. Well, we get we get Neil back and mm-hmm. it's probably the most we've seen of Neil and Neil is kind of a tough hang for me. It's just like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get the appeal. I'm not really <laughs> sure if I understand the performance, but the girlfriend on the show, you know, when you're watching something, it was like, I know that person. Yeah, she's from ER. <laughs> she's from ER. As Dr. Uh, when I heard the voice, because I was like looking down and I heard her voice and I was like, oh, that's the chick from ER. And then it was the chick from ER. So Dr. Carrie Weaver from yeah. ER played Laura Ennis, 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 I-N-N-E-S. But uh, it's funny because you know that person, that actor in a certain certain Capacity. way. The, yeah. the limp is the, yeah. the thing that sticks out of my mind. And I was like, oh, wait. And then so it's like, of course, she had a career before before that character on ER. Um, uh, For me, as far as like an episode of TV, I wasn't that into it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think the reason why is because maybe they knew as a writer group, writer's group or performance, they knew that this is probably getting close to the end. Yeah. So let's just throw all these people in the same place together mm-hmm. and to have them interact with each other. That's not at school. I think so. There have been episodes that have been like, OK, and they feel very long. Mm-hmm. This one was OK and it didn't feel long. It actually like moved fairly quickly mm-hmm. for me, which I it didn't feel like I was sitting there for like five hours waiting for this episode to end. Right. So there's that. I also, I feel like people think, maybe think we're like hard on this show. <laughs> I know people think we're hard on the show. And the characters, I don't have an emotional attachment to this show from watching it like in reruns on MTV. I don't have that like emotional attachment mm-hmm. to it or that like nostalgic attachment. Like I, mm-hmm. when I watched it, there was like a couple episodes that stood out to me. It was like always Ricky. Outside of that, I'm kind of like watching it fresh and from like a perspective of like a 38 38 year old woman not reliving watching it in 1994 so I think that's probably like where my perspective is coming from versus like watching the episode and being like oh my god I remember this I love it so much kind of situation where I think like other maybe other podcasts that recap it have that connection to it that I don't well I think that's part of the reason why I think we work so well together not because we've been friends for for a long time like yeah. 50 years. <laughs> but because like we're coming at it from two different kind of places like mm-hmm. I remember the show from 1994 because I'm the same age as I always said every episode I'm the same age it's yeah. <laughs> Um, so like I'm coming from like a, a, a different place, but I'm also like watching it as like 45 mm-hmm. and kind of critiquing some of the choices that, that were made as far as on the show. I've had people come up to us like, do you two actually like the show? And I get we do like the show. Nobody comes up to me about the show. Well, I've been I work in a setting in which people are like they have to ask you stupid shit. Like, but yeah, like, but I've I've had people like, do you guys like the show? Because I listen to your podcast, I love it. And it's like I do, but there's parts of it that I'm like I don't love. And yeah, quite frankly, I don't love the parents. Yeah. Uh, some of the parents storylines yeah <laughs> like for example this one like here like I, graham just fucking cheat on your wife just. Yeah. <laughs> yes. we're begging you graham yeah, cheat like, I mean, on your wife because at this point like you're just like why are we even here he do you know what's funny i noticed it the second time I watched it he says hallie's name the same way the children say like other people's names mm-hmm. he didn't say hallie it says hallie lowenthal mm-hmm. just like like just like and say jordan she said Catalano. jordan catalano which is like a bizarre like almost kind of like kid thing to do it's a, it's kind of like what you say like about when you like your someone. crush yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 to differentiate them from yeah. like like any like, other Hallie yeah, or it's Jordan. Not just Jordan. Yeah. It's Jordan Catalano. It's not yeah. Hallie. It's just Hallie Lowenthal. It's one thing to have in my notes. And I was like, Graham, <laughs> you're, 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 And the fact indeed, that he guy. was like, tried to play it off like he had told Patty already that Hallie and Brad had broken up. Yeah. Those like, uh, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I preferred the adult storyline in this episode more than I do in other episodes. Just because I thought like, I don't know. Warren the innkeeper was like a drag, but he was also like, I fucking hate this woman that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. been hanging out in this like common area for hours, like annoying me. And then like Patty getting drunk. We've all had a Patty moment. Okay. The I, I I'm always like a little annoyed when like they when drunk is portrayed in like television and film and it's like almost cartoonish. Well, I feel like it has to be because like otherwise if no one wants to see someone slumped in a chair for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pass out. Or, yeah, for like 40 minutes. They've been drinking all day. Um, yeah. uh, 
the the one I guess major thing that I had. I mean, like, so this is like a weekend getaway mm-hmm. for the two brothers, one with his wife and one with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Whose idea was that? I don't know, but this is, I feel like, A, it's, I mean, I've I run, think it's, like, I think it's a weird trip. To be honest, like, I've taken, like, trips with, like, my brother and his girlfriend and, like, me and my boyfriend. Like, we've gone to, like, Provincetown for, like, a couple days. But, really? like, that's something people do. Yeah, I mean, like, well, for us, it was, like, we were celebrating our birthdays. Oh, okay. So that, like, didn't seem, like, that weird, but, like, like, it is a cautionary tale of going on a, like, couple's trip <laughs> where you have different, you have different vibes. Right. Like, Patty wanted to do stuff. Cheryl and Neil wanted to get drunk. Graham didn't want to be with Patty. <laughs> so, um. I think I've only done, like, one couple's trip ever in my life. And I'm not fun to be around. <laughs> So like I so I don't understand people doing stuff like that. I'm like, you gotta spend like a weekend with Vanessa's three other strangers. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. I think it's more for people who are like friends. You all know each other, but still it's still it's hard to go on these group things yeah. because you all have different ideas. You all have different ways that you travel. You sure. all have different ways that you like relax. And right. Patty would have been better off going on a retreat by herself, <laughs> to be honest. She really would have been. Uh, it's just like, I don't, I, I guess it's just me. I, I I didn't understand that. Like, I was like, is this some white people shit? It was like, like, like <laughs> doing the couples and go fucking whatever. I, I didn't, I, I wasn't that into that. As far as the kids' storyline goes, I mean, because we're coming off betrayal and we're also like, Ricky's now living with the the English teacher, uh, mm-hmm. Richard Kodinsky, and we don't get any, yeah, like, any, any of that at all. It's they kind of like, just like, it's like mentioned in passing and then yeah. kind of dropped. And to me, that's the more, that's <sighs> exciting's not the word. That's the more interesting storyline. Totally. That's the more like complicated storyline. That's the more story, that's the storyline I want to see develop. I don't need any more episodes to know that Rayanne is a mess and that she sucks. Right. I don't need any more Ryan at all. You know. <laughs> like I just don't understand like why your first call would be Brian to help. Yeah, I mean unless it was like with your math homework. Right. I, I don't understand why anybody didn't think of what he just did to begin with anyway. Just take the fucking bed frame off. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess yeah, I, could, I don't know. Uh so to put a pin in the conversation before we get to the categories, how would you letter grade this episode? Um uh, like a B minus. Like a B minus? Yeah. I would give it I'd give it a C plus, maybe, which in essence I guess is a B minus. <laughs> I'd give it a C plus only because like uh, I thought this was a cool way or it, not cool way, but interesting way to get like a bunch of people who mm-hmm. Vanessa's we've been living with them for a while. Well, 18 weeks at this point. Yeah. To get them, get them all in together, interacting with each other because like all the kids are like the main characters in the show. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the categories. What was your favorite, favorite fit? Um, My favorite outfit was actually Cheryl's. She was wearing like a, a tight, like black turtleneck and like a hot mm-hmm. pink leather <laughs> skirt and she like a, up. like a gold chain necklace kind of thing. And I thought that was like, I, I mean, I really like that outfit for like a weekend getaway in the snow. It's very like 90s going to Aspen or something. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is a loaded category for me. I thought there was a lot of cool outfits. Patty's green nugget. I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, 
What if one of us said I was like, Patty is green negligee? Hey, hey, it's backless. I'm kidding. Am I? Um, I, I he's think not. I, I, he's not kidding. No, he's not. I dug Rand's uh, brown jacket with the French. It's kind of like, mm. a, like a like 60s, like, it's funny, like it's like a Janice Joplin fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she yeah. wearing. She was kind of a mess too. Yeah. Uh, I thought Camille's coat was kind of fire. <laughs> insane <laughs> yeah i was like she i was like yo that's wild she um, looked like she was gonna like i don't know like off like open up and there'd be like watches yeah what's up what's up what's up yeah yeah got, 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 got your watches got your watches it was legitimately an insane code <laughs> it, it, it kind of was i am going to give it to i like sharon's uh gray dress because she was also rocking the, the knee highs mm-hmm. if you caught that sharon this is kind of a like a strong Sharon like clothing episode and Sharon is kind of the dorky one mm-hmm. uh, I thought she looked kind of kind of kind of good so shout out to Sharon that's, but that's my favorite which is the gray gray blue dress with the black knee highs I thought that was a hot hot look we don't have a lot of music in this episode we do but have we like do. a flyer but we do <laughs> we do <laughs> We do have a fire song. I didn't love this band in the nineties, but like, uh, like usually I would have the tape of the band. It was like, I, yeah. I thought they were pretty. I thought they were fine. Yeah, because they had that one song, mm-hmm. uh, "Lightning Crashes." But mm-hmm. shout out to Live for <laughs> I Alone, which is which is kind of a killer tune. So I was like watching it, and then I was like, I was like jolted out of the scene because I heard Live in the background. So. You know how Spotify has like a year in review thing that sure. they do for like the past, like, I don't know, for like the past five years, like live has been my number one, like Whoa. lightning crashes has been like my number one song. So, so I'm this, big live and I love I alone. So that song is all right. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. This is why we work so well together because we're sometimes we're just simpatico. <laughs> Whenever the year in review for me comes out for some odd fucking reason, the, the number one artist I listen to most to is Counting Crows, which uh, and live <laughs> tours with them. So this is the Counting Crows household over here. But I, I do love uh, I Alone by Live. So that's, uh, that, that's that was not bad. It's not bad. I've worked out to lightning crashes. <laughs> And like, and like, my boyfriend will be like, "What the fuck? Like, how can you fucking work out to that song?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It just gets me pumped." Okay, great song, great wow. band. Megan off the top rope once again. Um, <laughs> uh, before we get to big winners and big losers, um, there's a couple things that I that I have some questions about, and I did some little deep dive. Um, first off, what is this an Airbnb? They're saying why don't they have any alcohol? I don't know, but that really like, if you're gonna serve dinner, okay, if you have a if you have a dining room in your in have some fucking wine at least yeah. right and there's no booze i don't know warren you're kind of lame for that okay yeah get a fucking license. get a liquor form. license warren you like a he's like a puritan a pilgrim running an inn and in like outside of pittsburgh yeah so it's basically like some quaker shit yeah because we are in pennsylvania <laughs> um i couldn't find a pleasure center in Pittsburgh. But I did find Pleasure is Power Sex Therapy Group in Pittsburgh, which means uh, the same thing, but I don't think I so like, either. But that was the closest thing I could find. I love like the names of like the these adult stores. Um in Anchorage there was one called Castles for distinguished dames and gents. <laughs> what was that Castles? Is that where you would buy like Yeah, it was like an adult, it was like an adult store. Ropes like and a, headcuffs. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's that little Chris song. <laughs> stocks for like putting people in it like (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) oh man I haven't needed a second because that was amazing (laughs)
Let's give out some awards. Who's your big loser of this episode? My big loser is actually Warren. <laughs> Get some fucking alcohol, Warren. Like, my God, you're going to serve dinner. You're going to serve like probably some dry ass turkey. And like, yeah. you're not going to give people wine or like a beer. I don't know. It's like, you can make more money that way too, Warren. And also I didn't like, I hate it when people say this. Like when somebody asks you, like if you've lived somewhere your whole life and the person responds, not yet. Yeah. Oh, aren't you clever? Like, shut the fuck right. up, Warren. Get on my face. Get yeah, he's, he's he's on my list. Big Losers is like, I, I've got, here's a list, but I do have a clear Big Loser, but it's just <laughs> kind of weird. Like, Neil's kind of loser. I mean, oh. you, you break up with, you break up a homegirl of like the weekend. Yeah, you're out of the town. morning you're leaving. You don't tell your, your brother-in-law, I mean, your brother and your sister-in-law, they're like, hey, Marla's not coming. Yeah. This other girl's coming. That's kind of a loser, loser move. Uh, I think Graham's kind of a, a loser in this episode. I'm like, dude, he's like, just cheat on your wife. I mean, <laughs> No, make you a winner and cheat on your wife. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's like you're leaving breadcrumbs all over the place and you're messy with it too. I didn't tell that. It was like, oh, but uh, I don't, I know they say his name and I didn't catch it. My big loser is uh, Kyle's boy who's just standing on the watching. Well, I was like, oh, like He's watching Kyle beer, and like, Sharon like heavy petting. Yeah, and <laughs> like I'm outside like, the chase house. Did he have Phil. a name? I don't think he. I had think a he name. did. I want to say that he had a name. I was like, oh my god, this guy sucks. <laughs> so I, I think his. This is funny. He is a an IMDb is a student, uncredited, mm-hmm. but is played by D. Danny Warhol. Hmm. You so shout to out to Danny that guy. Warhol? I doubt it. So shout out to that fucking guy who was just watching somebody He's make like, out. Uh, 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 yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Touch her. Touch her. Touch her. Pull her hair. So like, gross. So I was like, so that's my big loser. That fucking loser. Drinking a beer, watching his buddy make out with some chicks. That's, not, that's just mad gross. Um, uh, I always like to end with some good. So who is your big winner? My big winner is Cheryl because she doesn't have to be with Neil anymore. Cheryl, wow. She's going to go on to be a doctor in uh, <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Nobody knows where she got the limb from. <laughs> yeah. Neil breaking up with Cheryl is probably the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> she changes her name, gets a doctorate. Yeah. yeah. Has a limb, but she's living <laughs> but in Chicago. Not with Neil, now. So. Not with Neil. I don't know if she's won at all this season, but she is a kind of major character on the show. And I'm going to give my big winner to Danielle. Danielle had the awesome weekend. Danielle uh, had the, uh, Danielle doing VO, doing some voiceover. Mm-hmm. Danielle's also got the, uh, found the key to the handcuffs. Danielle was the one that told everybody that mom will be home in 20 minutes. And uh, so I'm going to give uh, my big winner to Danielle. Shout out to, to Danielle. She was quite good in this episode. I mean, I have no problems with Danielle, except for her crush on Brian Craig. <laughs> that's my only that's, problem. <laughs> that's my only problem. Yeah, it's like, uh, I didn't have that in my nose purposely. It was like, I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> There's like, one thing that I forgot to mention, like, at the beginning, but when um, Camille and Patty are, like, in Patty's room, like, packing for this trip, and Camille's like, I can't believe Marla's still with Neil. How many years has it been now? And Patty's like, oh, he's like, six years at this point is, like, a prison sentence. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Neil sucks. Neil, Neil sucks. Also, Neil's hair is fucking awful. He looks like... Um, Do they have different parents? <laughs> they have to. You see an episode of Seinfeld, which John Lovitz is wearing like a, uh, a toupee. <laughs> That's what Neil reminds me of. It's just like, it looks like John Lovitz with the toupee on. Uh, I love John Lovitz. It's just, so do I. It's like, that is going to be more now, wouldn't it? Um, uh, the uh, Neil would have been before. better if you had been played by John Lovitz. So. Oh, my God. That would have been like, <laughs> it's like, what show is this? 
This is my new favorite show. (laughs) So give me all the Lovitz content. Love (laughs) me some Tom Lovitz. Well, Megan, we are almost there. We have one more episode to go. Um, uh, what I hope for is, as we probably know, but the, with the cast and, and writers and directors, all the people working the show probably didn't know, but this is the final episode. So what would you like to see going forward for the last episode of My So-Called Life? I don't know what I would like to see, honestly. Maybe I'd like to see them, like, figure out Ricky, like, with, like, Katimsky or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it'll be interesting to see how it's wrapped up in the sense, do they wrap it up with, like, a neat little bow, knowing that it's the end or do they leave it open thinking that maybe there's a possibility that they could be renewed or something Mm -hmm. because i can't remember if claire danes had decided not to come back before they knew that they weren't being renewed so it'd be interesting to see like how that all plays out i don't really know maybe brian gets arrested for being a peeping tom and he spends the rest of his life in prison (laughs) 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 that's my happy ending I've got no uh, no notes of, of because I, I don't remember the, how this show ended. In fact, I may not have even watched it. Anyway, uh, what I'm hoping for is, of course, like, where does Ricky go from here? Because if there is, this is a, it's like, there's a conversation that he's had. It's like, it's like, it's weird. He's living with a teacher. So, and it's like, honestly, that's like one of the only storylines I care about. I, I kind of, it's too. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not Ricky's that like interested one of the in only people Jordan. I care about on this show. I don't care Pretty about much. Jordan. I mean, like, I certainly don't give a fuck about Brian. Rayanne no. sucks. Angela, on and on with her possibly Graham i would can die in a ditch for all i care yeah patty is like the i guess the only like adult i really care about mm-hmm. i love for some reason i love her hair <laughs> anyway, that's just kind of, at just least kind of someone does because Graham certainly was not yeah he's not that i know yeah, yeah. i just i just had the mental image of tom Irwin licking her face oh god like, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like i physically like i physically felt my body just shrivel up <laughs> when ew, i was like ew it was like he's going for it he's the um, new he's so i'm caught up on the morning show and tom Irwin, <laughs> as being you know, the very very talented actor tom Irwin, who plays graham on my circle life he's like the new big bad and uh, the last season of uh the morning show mm-hmm. which is which is a show that i'm hate watching <laughs> like like i i i, I can't stop watching this terrible show it's just well people think i'm hate watching this <laughs> That was like we would talk. We'll talk off, off, offline. But uh, about now, it's not hate watch. It's like basically, like, do you guys like the show? And I'm like, yes, we love the show. But we're also very critical yeah. of, of, of things we watch. Hey, if I would put this much time into something, yeah, right. I'm not gonna be like, oh, everything's great. Oh, yeah. oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Graham. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a fucking asshole. What are you talking about? <laughs> if I'm spending this much time, I'm sharing my honest to god opinion, folks. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Well, guys, that has been Weekend. One more episode to go. Of course, I'm George. I'm Megan. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. 